Hey, Sherm. Hey, Sherm. Hey, Sherm, this is Michael Conway, the Illuminan Arc of Illuminan Arc Podcast Radio. And I was calling in to say, Good morning this afternoon. And, well, you know, and other stuff. But I also wanted to talk to you about the sense of community. See, the thing is, is that I know that the two kinds of people I like around me are luminaries and mysterians. The luminaries, people who shine forth their light, and they, they bring forth greatness into the world through shining forth their light. The mysterians who search out the darkness for those dark things that need to be dragged out into the light to be fixed. You know, those are the two types of people I like to hang around. With that being said, you know, today has been brought to you by Waffles, the sexy pancake. Good morning, everybody. Thought I'd start out with Michael Conway's good morning to get you super excited. Sherman here, the crazy Asian, Sherm speaking series. It's Monday, talking about leadership. And yesterday, for anyone that watched the Super Bowl, for me, I really enjoy just the game and watching how it unfolded. And I, and I enjoy watching how they come together as a team and they rally around, of course, the desire to win. And so you can see, you know, quarterbacks commanding the, the offense as they march down the field. You can see, you know, the, the coaches as they work together to be able to make sure that they can uh, put forth what they think are going to be the right plays in order to be successful. And it reminds me today, as we think about leadership, because a lot of us find ourselves in a team, whether we're the leader or manager, whether we're an employee in the great cog of an organization, or we might be a little entrepreneurial and have our own business. There still is an opportunity to be able to lead others. And so I find that a weak individual will place blame on others for the results not desired. So, for example, the deadline is missed. Instead of blaming one of the employees, a true leader will take responsibility because they lead all those employees. It's their responsibility to make sure that the job is completed on the time at, at, at hand. The other thought process comes in in that not only are you meant to be able to do that, be able to deliver, but also you're meant to be able to give feedback and training to those individuals in order for them to develop. There are so many leaders and managers that I run into, let's put leaders in quotes here because it's more of a weak manager and a weak leader that would say something along the lines of, um, I can't believe they're not doing the job correctly. And if you look at their actions as a manager or leader, they aren't actually teaching or training or developing, they're just lecturing. And if you know anything about education, that is not the right way to be able to showcase how something's done. And so um, sometimes um, the, the best way is to be able to demonstrate, explain, then observe, and then give feedback. And so it's basically do as I'm doing, let me tell you why I'm doing these different things. Let me see you do it. Let me tell you what went well, what didn't go well, and then let's do it all over again. And the, the struggle for a lot of leaders is they don't take, take the time 
to be able to show people how it's done. I don't know how many um, people are promoted into management and never given an opportunity to actually learn how to interview. And yet they're gonna be in charge of having people come to the organization. How do they know the right person? Who, how, how are they meant to know if they've never interviewed someone before? Just based on their gut? The other one is they've never trained before. And all of a sudden now they're the person in charge of training other new employees to the organization. And so we, we do ourselves a disservice as an organization when we don't put the right systems in place in order to help these employees become better leaders, help these leaders to become even more phenomenal communicators and leaders. And by being able to not place blame, we're able to then fix the issues at hand. Because either way, even if it was Jim's fault, how did that happen? How is that about to come to pass? And let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Or if it does, we know even a quicker fix on it. And it's these kinds of steps that you can put into place in order to have a stronger organization, in order to be a better leader, in order to help your employees progress and be stronger. What are you doing in your organization to grow it, to have more accountability, and to promote leadership from within? Sherm's out. All right, everybody, just wanted to be able to follow up with that conversation on leadership specifically about I talked about having a process and so I want to be able to put a little meat to that that bone if you will and so it's the idea that if let's say I'm a leader and I bring new people on number one is I should have the same kind of interview questions and process so for example just think about me being a solopreneur and I'm bringing somebody on I want to have the exact same five or ten questions I'm gonna ask any candidate that comes and interviews for me and then I want to be able to identify what is the kind of characteristics that I want to see in the right candidate. And so I'm going to be able to base their answers on what I want to see. Also, I want to avoid having, um, I'm going to call it like goggles on from the perspective that if I only interview two people, they, mo they both might be seen like amazing candidates. But if I interview 10 people, now I have a group to pull from and I should be able to identify the right person. And then in that interview process, do I introduce them to someone else? Maybe you as an entrepreneur are working with a coach. Maybe you have that coach be a second set of eyes, um, a second set of ears to be able to interview that person, to be able to make sure that you're seeing the right, um, just the right the right way of doing your interview process. And so by being able to have this process created up front, when you add people on, you're not gonna be doing it just because they can fog a mirror, just because they graduated from your alma mater. You're gonna have really some specific things that they need to be able to exemplify in order for you to hire the right people. When, when companies typically talk about the struggle for retention, you, you directly go to, number one, where are you sourcing people from in the interview process? And number two, what is your interview process? Because if you're getting garbage in, you're gonna have garbage out. No offense to those individuals, just as overall fits for your role that you want them to, to do, because I don't believe that anybody is garbage. That, that kind of philosophy is just uh, abrasive, and, and I don't agree with that. But they might be garbage from the standpoint that they're not the right fit for the specific role that you're looking for. 
And so just from an interview standpoint, you have a specific process of what does that interview look like, the first initial one, what is the process and you knowing that you have the right candidate so you maybe even have like a, an ideal job description or ideal candidate uh, description and then you have a specific process of one interview with you, a second interview here, um, an online personality test, there's, and there's a lot of free things that are out there uh, uh, as well in order for you to be able to find the right candidate for yourself. The next thing that you're looking at when it comes to getting them on board is what are the specific tasks and how are you training them? I like this method, demonstrate, explain, observe, feedback, and then observe and then give feedback again. And by being able to have a specific task, let's say it's as, as mundane as um, f you know, going through mail, following up on emails, demonstrate to them what is it that you're looking for um, explain to them exactly your process, the how of why you respond to some, don't respond to others, and that'll allow this executive assistant or this administrator to be able to help you in that process. The other thing is when it comes to expectations, make sure that they're as, as measurable and as definitive as possible so, I, so that way there's no loss in translation about what you would expect this person to be able to accomplish. Plus, it allows you to know what it takes to accomplish. If you're able to have the right candidate, you can avoid silly things like having them monitor their time on their various tasks. If there's various tasks that need to get done, you should have hired a smart enough person that can get the job done and then can figure out what are those other things that still need to get done. At the same time, there might be particular roles that you have where it's more of a task-driven, cross things up on a checklist and you're gonna need to feed that individual. I think of that more like outbound phone calls, inbound phone calls, client calling on clients. It's basically the same day in and day out it's more of an entry-level position.